Welcome back to Calling All Friends, the collaborative opinion podcast where each week you'll hear from multiple guests in multiple ways. This week's topic is a meaty one and it's multifaceted. Nicola had some great questions to kick us off with, but I think we will be going without our phone call this week because there is so much to this. Hi, Kyla. So I'd be really interested to hear people's thoughts on the relationship between the online beauty community and influencers and the quote unquote real world. So an example at the moment would be um, Western politics. Should influencers remain completely neutral or should they use their platform to speak out on certain issues like Brexit, for example, or Trump in America um, or general elections, that sort of thing? Bear in mind, this is pre-recorded. So if anything major has happened politically in the meantime, I will address that on social. But this is something that comes to me often in this current climate. I personally don't mind sharing an opinion about anything, providing it's educated, I feel like I'm knowledgeable on the subject, I feel confident that I know what I'm talking about, but when it comes to politics, that's rarely the case. I will ask publicly for information or advice on the subject, and if I form a strong opinion one way or another, you will probably hear about it. This is more often than not on Twitter. I tend to go to Twitter with questions, or you know, how do we feel about this? What is the current temperature of this? you know, who are we voting for? How, why are you voting for this person? Why are you voting for this person? I am up for discussion about anything. I can have an opinion about something, but my opinion is always open to be changed or my mind is always open to be changed with new information. So I'm a very opinionated person. I can pretty much find an opinion about anything if asked. However, I also do really enjoy talking to people with opposing opinions to mine. Um, And I like them trying to sway me to the opposite way of thinking. Now, often this can cause arguments. I think my Twitter bio says something along the lines of arguing with strangers online since 2010. However, um, also I've just realized I said 2010 for the first time in my entire life. If you watched our very, very first, or sorry, listened to our very, very first episode, I said I I couldn't bring myself to say 2010. And I'm really excited now it's 2020 because I can say 2020. But maybe now I'm getting in the habit of saying 2020, I can finally say 2010. The irony. Um, What were we even talking about? Arguing with strangers on the internet. So it doesn't even have to be on the internet. Like I will argue with my husband on the regular because I will say, this is how I feel explain to me why you feel the way you do and some people get really defensive about that and I'm not trying to cause an argument with anyone about anything that we might end up talking about but I want to know explain to me why you feel a completely different way about whatever it might be it doesn't have to be you know an important subject it could be anything it could be you know like why do you like this and I like this explain to me why you feel like that and maybe you can bring me around I'm not set in my opinion I'm always open to new information, but it is difficult to talk to people on the opposition of whatever the subject might be because people immediately shut down. So that's something that I find really difficult. Um, And I think it puts a lot of people off talking about things online or really with families, friends, whatever, because it can cause arguments. But the more we talk, we just need to be open to discussion rather than just arguing. Um, Now, a woman's right to choose or a woman's right to choose, sorry, is a great example of this. Uh, because you may be forgiven for thinking that I was pro-life or minimally that I'd be judgmental when it came to termination because I had a baby when I was 19. But not at all, far from it. I actually wrote a blog post on the subject when the vote in Ireland was happening. Um, I Legitimately, I had absolutely no idea that abortion was still illegal um, when that vote became newsworthy in England. I was like, 
I I mean, I spoke to my husband at length about this. I remember at the time. He, I think we were on holiday and I was watching the news coverage while we were in Spain and I'm just, I can't believe I'm on and on and on. Like, you don't understand. This is historic. I had no idea that this was still happening. I couldn't believe that in this day and age, this was still a thing. And I could not feel more strongly about a woman's right to choose. I just, it's... I like it's just a basic basic human right um however something that kind of came up because I talked about this quite recently we were talking about um people who abort babies because of deformities but deformities that can be lived with deformities that can be fixed through surgeries and um it wasn't like a, a judgmental comment that I'd made online but I just came across some information and I said oh wow I didn't know about this um and it was about um babies born with cleft palate or cleft lip. I don't know what exactly the terminology is, but I saw something on Instagram stories and was like, wow, okay, this is something that I didn't even know about. It was being um, spun as this inspirational tale of these people who'd overcome adversity. They'd chosen not to terminate. And I was like, okay, is this the normal thing? Would you usually terminate? Is this, are they inspirational for having not terminated? I wondered if maybe it was because they were in America and, um, you know, I know that operations need to be, or not need to be, but potentially will will be done and maybe that's like unaffordable. I just wondered. So then I started Googling it. Apparently it's a thing in the UK as well. And I was talking about it on Twitter. And one person did respond and said um, that something, they said something along the lines of it was like a sad thing. They said that they were pro-choice, however. And someone then um, decided to argue the point that you could not be pro-choice with a stipulation. And what it made me think of was, let's say you were um, struggling with fertility. Let's say you'd been trying to have a baby for some time. All you ever wanted was a baby and your best friend fell pregnant but chose not to have that baby. You would be so torn between your wanting to support your friend and wanting to support her choice and your absolute personal bereavement over the fact that this is something you've always wanted and haven't been able to achieve, and it's something that your friend has but doesn't want. Um, I think you can. I think there are so many facets to these kinds of opinions that it really does put people off coming out and saying, this is how I feel about this, because you'll be instantly judged, you'll be instantly... um, Well, yeah, judged is probably the only descriptive word for that but you will be instantly judged on that opinion when in fact there's so much more to it and there's so much grey with each opinion um I don't know it just kind of came to me when I was thinking about it that that was a great example something that you might feel really passionate about and something that then you could make an offhand comment about um and just get into like a ridiculous argument about something that you're actually both on the same side over Uh, I think it's just, it would just be great if we could just talk a little bit more openly without it being, you know, quite so argumentative. Um, I do think that anyone with a substantial audience has to appreciate that they do have more influence than the average person online. And so you shouldn't just be throwing out statements without consideration. But I don't think there's anything wrong with anyone voicing their opinion about anything, providing it's suitable for their audience. You're all adults, presumably. Um, you know, if you don't appreciate my opinions, you can switch me off. There's, you have, you can exercise those rights yourself. I don't think a family-friendly channel, for example, needs to be promoting anything adult. But if your content is for grown-ups, then they can choose whether or not you want to hear your opinions. And you can unfollow if you don't. I do know celebrities can get a lot of flack for aligning themselves with candidates, campaigning ahead of general elections. 
Some choose to make change through their art rather than social media, but I think it's completely up to the individual. Some people can be very judgmental, can say, you know, singers, actresses, whatever, shouldn't be this, shouldn't be that. You can be whatever you wanna be. It might impact your career if you decide that you want to talk um, very publicly about your affiliation with a particular political party. That is completely up to you. It might be, if you are in the public eye, if you're an actress, for example, that you'll get less jobs because of that, because people don't want to be affiliated with a certain political party. Or if you are um, problematic, in inverted commas, because you are coming out with various different opinions that are not necessarily going to be what everybody wants to hear. Um, But that is completely up to the individual. But that is just my opinion. So let's hear from some of you. Hello, hello. Um, Firstly, congrats on the podcast. And I think you've kicked it off with a cracking topic. I love a bit of politics. Um, So I thought I'd weigh in with my opinion and share on your podcast. So I believe that when you are a person of influence, um, whether that be a footballer or a writer or um, a doctor or whoever, I believe that you have a responsibility to advocate for the welfare of others and I think that that for me comes with politics so if you have a platform I think you kind of need to use that platform for good as well as your own personal agenda so within my 31 years on this earth I have seen celebrities and social media influencers use their platform to generate discussion and momentum around subjects that are important to them and also society so I'm thinking of like Zoella who has conversations regarding mental health and mental health campaigns pains and bettering that piece um and joanna lumley who was part of the gurkha revolution um after being invited by labor jk rowling had discussions about brexit and so on and so forth i mean even when you look at the royal family princess diana and all like the mines and hiv crisis and so on and so forth um they use their platform to have that discussion and influence people towards what needed to change or what they believe needed to change and with the youtube revolution the term influencer has really changed over the last 10 to 20 years it's no longer what you see in glossy mags you know it could be this teenager that's sitting in their room expressing their political opinions i read online recently that there's currently 5.8 million people in the uk that are age between 18 to 24 and when you consider the demographic of social media platforms there is such an audience that you can project to do i think that influencers should use their platform for political gain gain probably not but political influence yes i do because if somebody has the power to sit there and change your opinion then that is incredible if somebody's sitting there and saying look this is the reason why I want something to change, this is what I think, will you join me? It takes the conversation from a one-to-one to a one-to-hundreds of thousands, potentially, and I think that that is actually a really incredible thing. The only downside I can see of it is with internet safety um, as a result of, you know, typing behind your keyboard and not really having ramifications if, if you saying things that probably face to face you wouldn't get away with um i think people can be more extreme in their views and i think as well context and tone can be lost that you would normally pick up in a conversation um with discussions whether it be like on a a twitter thread or, or whatever it may be um but as long as you kind of are open to that debate 
And I don't see a problem with it, but I would be really interested to hear your views. I've been brought up where um, it was always, you don't tell people who you vote for, um, you keep political opinions to yourself, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know why. Um, I just remember as a child, people would have things in their windows or the doors or whatever saying vote whoever was the local person at the time or the you know the party and um I'd sort of say why don't we have those you know to my parents no no because you should keep your um you shouldn't tell people who you vote for it's private that's why you go in and it's in a booth and it's private and blah 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 so I've always sort of had that instilled in me from being a child so um but if I was asked by sort of friends and family who I voted for or whether I remained or didn't want to remote, remain, I would say, like me and you have had a conversation about the whole Brexit thing and we're on the same page. Um, but if we weren't, that wouldn't bother me. Um, everyone's entitled to an opinion. Um, and I don't mind people voicing their opinions on who they want to vote for. You sometimes see celebrities backing certain parties, um, some sort of bloggers, um, YouTubers, YouTubers, Instagrammers, whatever. Sometimes you see bits and bobs on there. Um, <clears throat> I would say in the most part, people that I follow don't really um, make much of it and say much about politics. Um, I know we've got a big election coming up, so that may change within the next few weeks. But for me, influencers, celebrities talking about politics, I think it's you know fair enough to share your opinion. Um, share your opinion with your followers, etc., etc., um, and that's fine. But I don't like it when it's shared to sort of manipulate those followers into voting for who they vote for. Um, I mean, and I don't know if people would do that. I don't know. Um, I, I personally wouldn't if I saw somebody saying blah, 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 and I knew who I wanted to vote for. It wouldn't sway me. Um, if somebody had a really good argument about something and I'd not heard something before, it would definitely make me think. And I think that's where it could be helpful. Voice your opinion on certain policies and things like that. And that can be quite interesting, um, especially for people who haven't read manifestos and things. Um, and I think that's fine. But it's when it comes to, like I say, I'm voting for X, Y, Z. So I think you should all do the same. And it's very manipulative. And I think, fair enough, everybody's entitled to an opinion. And if they want to share their opinion, that's fine. But I don't like that sometimes there's a little bit of manipulation in there. I personally don't share my political views on my blog or anything like that. Um, but like I said, I've been brought up not to. So that's probably a lot of it. And another part of it is that it just creates a shitstorm. Um, so, you know, there's no point. There's always going to be somebody who disagrees with you in life. But with politics, my God, it's more than somebody. It's like, you know, loads of people and it just causes a big argument and your followers are all arguing in the comments. And so I don't like that. Um, but I think each to your own. If you want to share your opinion, share your opinion, but don't manipulate and don't ram it down people's throats. I think the answer to this is quite nuanced. It depends on the kind of influencer you are, the kind of politics you're putting forward. 
I don't necessarily know if pushing forward party politics is appropriate, because I think that can come across as alienating. But especially social politics, for a lot of people, the rights they believe in, climate change, different things like that are very important to them. And I think it's part of the role of being an influencer is being honest to your personality and the way you see the world. And everything you do is coloured by your social politics. So to hold that back and hide it would kind of be dishonest in a sense. So I think it depends on the kind of person you are. But also, some influencers like to put forward a persona, as opposed to being honest to themselves. And I think pushing politics through the lens of a persona isn't as healthy as an influencer who is honest and true about themselves. Now, I just asked on Instagram, do you think that celebrities and influencers should voice their opinions about political issues? And 74% of people said yes. I think that's really, really interesting because I don't think that's always been the case. It's interesting to me that that other small percentage says no. And I am probably most interested in that number because I wonder why. Um, Because again, it is absolutely up to you who you actually follow. Um, So that's that's an interesting thing. And we are going to get into that in a second. But, you know, I thought I'd throw that out there. Now, we did tell you that this week's episode is a little more complex. So here is Nicola again with the second part of her question. I suppose in a similar vein, it would be really uh, interesting to hear what people think about um, whether influencers should use their platforms to speak out on other issues as well. And whether we as consumers and followers of Uh, creators online should be um, really discerning with who we support and we um, should be really listening and taking on board things like cancel culture so where if somebody says something we disagree with or that isn't seen as right uh, whether that was in the past or present we completely uh, boycott them and boycott everything they do in the same way that we would kind of other types of celebrities. I suppose the interesting thing for me as someone who has um, been a follower and at times a content creator you know for probably over 10 years now of the kind of beauty community um is how it's changed so much so it used to be a kind of source of escapism and just total fun and it was kind of almost meaningless in a way because it was just makeup and just cosmetics um whereas obviously now we've seen that it's part of such a bigger um i suppose economy and a bigger cultural shift, really, in the way that we uh, behave on and offline and spending habits and the next generation and that sort of thing. So do influencers now have um, greater responsibility in the same way that we might place on really well-known celebrities, for example, to be really careful with what they say and do? This is really interesting because it all balances on whether or not you think a celebrity is more trustworthy than an influencer or vice versa. It's phrased in such a way that assumes that celebrities are held to a higher standard. But I kind of feel like it very much depends on the situation and the person. If we're talking day to day, then I think we expect more honesty from bloggers and YouTubers because the relationship with these people is more intimate. It's been created in a real life setting that we can relate to. If I follow a blogger, then I trust them to tell me the truth. If I follow an actress and they say, this lotion is the best lotion, I don't believe them for a second. That being said, because that's how I feel up front, I'm also not disheartened at all or put off by undisclosed ads from celebrities because that's just like what I've come to expect. They're a source of entertainment for me and nothing more. I'm not going to them for honest reviews. I just don't really trust anything (laughs) that they tell me. But that's me personally. If Fern Cotton tells me she's using Garnier at home hair dye on TV, I'm not like, oh my God, what a load of rubbish, like she's using that. I just think, oh, her hair looks really nice. 
how cute. If Zoella claims that she's using the same thing, I'm going to be suspicious because I'm like, Zoella, you've got loads of money. There's no way you're using that at-home hair dye. You're only being paid to talk about that because I hold bloggers to a higher standard when it comes to like trust and authenticity because it's all where we came from. That's like the heart of everything. Now, I did wonder whether I saw things differently because I'm the inside. Like I am on the inside of this like bubble. So I asked on Instagram and here is what you said. I constantly expect celebrities to sell me stuff. They are part of the celebrity culture is that they're selling themselves as well. Whereas I prefer bloggers to be a bit more impartial and to really let me know when something is paid for content or is supposed to make me spend my money. Um, just so that I can feel like bloggers have an unbiased opinion. I think for me, the difference between an influencer and a celebrity is that when a brand works with an influencer, I feel that they're trying to harness the original ethos behind YouTube and influencers, which was that this was a regular everyday person who could be my coworker or my colleague who had purchased the product with their own hard earned money, liked it, and now they were recommending it to me like a personal referral. I feel that that's what the brand is trying to harness when they work with an influencer. Whereas with a celebrity, I mean, celebrities have been um, posing for pictures with different brands for a really long time. And to me, the brand is m trying to harness more the fact that that person is already famous and already has a lot of exposure to people. And that's what they're trying to harness when they work with a celebrity. So I think the difference for me lies in how influencers are trying to influence me which is around authenticity and being genuine versus how a celebrity is trying to influence me to buy a product which is more around the fact that they're beautiful and famous and I recognize them from that show they're on and that's why I might be interested in a product. I would say I definitely hold influencers more responsible for being honest and truthful in the ads and the products that they promote rather than celebrities because we all know what happens when Love Island finishes and do we trust any of them? No, exactly. So influencers definitely, uh, in my opinion, are held to um, a higher standard uh, for this reason. I definitely hold influencer opinions in a higher regard to celebrity opinions because even if a celebrity post isn't branded hashtag ad, I normally believe it's secretly an ad anyway. I think it's because a lot of celebrities don't ever post a negative opinion because that would be pretty damning on a brand if they did post a negative opinion. Whereas a lot of influencers I follow do. I only follow a select few whose opinions I trust and who are quite transparent with their honesty policy and their commitment to giving honest and fair reviews. So then I expect more from them. I also think that if a blogger wasn't being honest, that kind of tarnishes their whole brand. Whereas if a singer gives a false account of how well a moisturizer works, it doesn't necessarily destroy their brand of being a singer, if that makes sense. I think there's definitely a difference in the level of trust that we have with both YouTubers and influencers and the traditional celebrities. I think that people think that traditional celebrities are more willing to sell out just for a bit of money and that they'll put their face to anything whereas especially the traditional era of YouTube people were very trusting and they knew that these YouTubers bought things with their own money and would say what they actually thought about it however I definitely think there's now a shift from 
YouTubers to celebrities because now YouTubers can be seen as celebrities. They're in mainstream media. It's like they're on Strictly Come Dancing, things like that. And they are viewed as celebrities. So maybe people now are becoming less trusting because they know they're being gifted the items or it's an ad or something like that. They don't have that same level of trust they used to do. But that's because of the change of YouTube culture and how it has grown and developed to morph into traditional media. Um, I think... For me, years ago, when I first sort of started watching YouTube and reading blogs and things, which probably would have been about, oh, nine years ago, ten years ago, I think then I didn't really think about um, celebrities and reviewing things. You know, you see them in magazines or on TV ads. Um, <clears throat> I've never really sort of had an opinion of it. Um, other than just thinking that they're doing that because they've been paid to do it, you know, like stick your name on that and we'll give you 20 million or whatever. But now, um, as time's gone on with the whole blogging, Instagram, etc. thing, more and more and more people are being paid to advertise things. Um, because somebody like that who you follow on social media or you read the blog or watch the YouTube channel, you can sort of leave a comment on the video or whatever, any platform, you can email them, you can DM them, and some of them will reply to you. Um, and you can say like, oh, what's it like for this? You say it's like a hairspray. You know, was it good? Did it like, was it crispy? You know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they will reply in the most part. And I think that makes you feel a bit more trusting because obviously I couldn't DM Eva Longoria and ask her about the latest face cream because she just isn't going to reply. Um, <clears throat> well, I doubt it anyway. <laughs> but, and I think people feel a bit like, not that they know bloggers and that, but just more trusting of them um, because they're more reachable than a celebrity. Um, and that's how I would have felt years ago as well. But I don't know if it's being a blogger, it's just obvious to the public eye. I think it's quite obvious now when bloggers are just doing things for the money. Um, you know, we've all got to pay our bills and I don't have a problem with anybody earning money from things, you know. Go for it if that's what you can do. It doesn't bother me. Um, it's not my life. And, you know, we've all got to earn money, got bills to pay and stuff like that. And I think, you know, if it's something that you like and something you know, that you would buy, fair enough. Um, things, when it's like, I begin to like not trust people, it's things like apps um, <laughs> for periods and fertility and, well, contraception type things and talking about stuff like that. Or they've got a really expensive, say like home product, like... Um, I don't know, a real like a bed or um, a hoover or something that would cost you a lot of money um, and is going to cost your followers a lot of money as well. And there's never a negative with any of them. Um, they're all brilliant and amazing and, you know, the comfiest bed I've ever slept in and this hoover is absolutely amazing. You know, it could suck your grandma up if you get close enough. Um, but is it really? Is it really? Would would they, you know, if they bought it themselves, there surely would be, a, it's great, but there's always something, isn't there, that you could find better. And st I'm not saying this of all um, people blogging, 
YouTubers and things. Because obviously you, I trust your opinion and what you say with my life. Um, and I know we're friends, but I, before I met you, I always, you were always one of the people I trusted your opinion. Um, and there's a few people like that. Um, obviously friends and some people who I've never met who I think, yeah, nothing to lose, tell the truth. Um, but there's a lot out there who clearly, I just it's just because they're getting paid to say it. So the way that I see it with celebrities on Instagram, even celebrities on YouTube and things like that, um, people that have been in reality TV shows, is that they're in like a 15 minutes of fame bubble where they're just trying to get every single endorsement they can get ad for stupid things that we don't need children to be looking at gummies and hair crap and stuff like that so they try and shove out as many as possible and probably don't disclose everything that they should do whereas youtubers and bloggers that do it for a living and have done it for years have had to go through all of the red tape that the ASA are putting in place um, and if they are penalised for it it's thrown across all of the blogging YouTube industry. You see people tweeting about it and subtweeting about it and I think you guys just take it a bit more seriously because it's your job. It's not just let's get the next PA so I can get the next couple of grand in. It's you've got the bills to pay and you're freelance so you're probably not getting paid on time and everything like that. So I think um yeah it's not necessarily that I hold you in different regard of it more that I would roll my eyes if I saw a celebrity not disclosing an ad and if I saw a YouTuber not disclosing an ad repeatedly it would make me lose more trust in them whereas I probably never had trust in a reality TV star. Okay so I watch a few cleaning home accounts on Instagram and YouTube and mostly, I'd say 95% of everything they show or use is gifted. Some don't even pay for their children's clothes, for kitchenwares, bathroom stuff, etc, etc. The list goes on. And then they want to be relatable. Okay, love, try buying things like the rest of us. We can't all afford a 300 plus pound hoover, even if it is the dog's bollocks. I actually tend to trust influencers a lot more than I would trust a celebrity. I, obviously, celebrities are quite often paid to do things. But quite specifically, I trust smaller bloggers uh, and influencers more than I actually trust the bigger ones for the same reason, because I think there's just too much, um, like, well, like a lack of disclosure, basically. When it comes to influencers, I definitely hold them more accountable than I do just general celebrities. Celebrities, I get it. So let's say... The Geordie Shaw lot. Okay, kind of celebrities. But when they're talking about some watch that they think I should buy or some kind of betting thing, I don't take any notice of it because I'm just like, yeah, that's your bit of extra money. It's a bit like doing your personal appearances. But then again, I've not followed them in the same way. When it comes to YouTubers and influencers I like, I watch them probably a few times a week at least. I spend more time kind of listening to their opinions and they become like trusted friends the kind of people that I would go to about certain issues if I wanted an opinion. So I definitely hold them more to account than I would some random celebrity who's just trying to earn a bit of extra money. 
I know it's weird, but I definitely do hold them more to account because they're more like friends. So it's not just me. It can be quite an emotive topic for some people. I think it's because we've invested so much time and so much of ourselves in these people in a totally different way than we do with celebrities. I don't think I know anything about Jennifer Aniston's real life. I don't think that she drinks smart water, but I'm still a fan and I still watch all of her movies. I feel like I know my favorite YouTuber and if she says she drinks smart water and that's proven to be false, I'm let down and the trust is gone completely. As one person said, the commodity of an influencer is the trust our audience has in us. And that is saleable. It has more value than fame in certain circumstances. I have a tiny following compared to Jennifer, but you might be more inclined to buy a lipstick I recommend because I'm a real person like you in our minds. You know, she's a real person too, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's the setting in which you found me. Unfortunately, lots of influencers have taken that for granted and lost their way a little bit. And as they say, a few bad eggs have ruined it for the rest of us. But I do still believe there is trust to be found in the right people. And if you feel like you can't trust influencers anymore, then my one word of wisdom would be you're following the wrong ones. You can find people you can trust and you can create whatever experience you want from social media. If you're following people that you think are lying to you, you kind of have to take some amount of responsibility for that. When it comes to the cancel culture, I personally feel like that massively depends on the example and the individual. Let's say, for example, someone has a Me Too story hit, and that movie's just been released featuring them opposite my fave, Jen Aniston. Do I then boycott that movie? There are some people that I can't watch because of the stories that have come out about them or statements they've made that I disagree with, but I think it's an individual's choice as to whether or not you can separate the person from their art. Talking about whether or not we should hold influencers to the same standard, I think yes. I don't necessarily agree with the cancel culture on the whole because it's too rapid a decision, often made based on headlines with no further information. But should some people be cast out forever? Yes, I think they probably should. To finish, I have some final messages on this subject. I don't necessarily agree with cancel culture itself. I think that influencers um, should be able to make mistakes and be forgiven for them. But I do think it's important for, me, for them to be held to account for the things that they do wrong and for them to obviously appreciate that it was wrong, they said something wrong or, or whatever that might be. But I definitely don't agree with cancel culture. Um, but I think it's become absolutely rife. I think the cancel culture is fine if someone has said something derogatory or said something racist or homophobic, etc. But sometimes someone might say something that really wasn't meant in the vein that some people take it. The media or certain people that comment on videos or grid posts, etc. can stir up trouble and blow things out of all proportion. These people need to be held responsible too. Whatever a celebrity or influencer does or says, there will always be someone who disagrees, even if they're the only one. You can't please everyone. I really hate the cancel culture. I genuinely believe that some people make genuine mistakes or and some people behave in a certain way to appease people because they feel the need to fit in or are lonely. I tell my children all the time that the best way to learn is to make mistakes in the process. Personally, I think the YouTube cancel culture in particular has just gone too far. I've had drama channels pop up in my recommended that are hell-bent on cancelling someone out of pure spite and jealousy. If someone has said or done something that you don't like or agree with, just don't go out of your way to access them or their socials. I think there are two main problems with cancel culture. 
Firstly, I think the idea of cancelling someone is far too broad of a punishment. You wouldn't apply the death penalty to everybody who's ever committed a crime. Similarly, there's someone who could speak out of turn, they could do out of turn once, they could do out of turn several times over 20 years. There's nuance in those things you've done, but in cancelling someone it's not a very nuanced punishment. Also, we're very quick to cancel people, I think, and that gives no one time to apologise, to be investigated, to see if in fact the claims are true, to even give them time to learn from their mistakes. But we live in the time of social media and doing everything quickly and consuming news fast, so I can't really imagine a time in the near future when we're going to be able to adopt as a whole this kind of patient attitude where we wait for innocent until proven guilty. I want to clarify that throughout I've been using the term influencers because it's the easiest catch-all term, but influencers come in all shapes and sizes. Some were YouTubers or bloggers in their bedrooms, some only ever existed on Instagram or another platform, and depending on how you found them, how it all came to be, will greatly depend on what you expect from them and the kind of trust that you've put in them in the first place. In the same way that I follow Eva Longoria for entertainment, you can follow Instagram accounts for fun and take absolutely no notice of their ads or recommendations. Maybe you get outfit inspiration or makeup or whatever, but you know you can't really trust their review of that brand they're promoting. You can still follow them, so you just, you just need to kind of manage your expectations. You know, there's certain people that I will follow and be like, oh, everything's so glossy and perfect, but I know that every other post has got something that was gifted or product placement. And, you know, I take it with a pinch of salt. I follow some American YouTubers who are considerably wealthier than I am, or probably will ever hope to be. And so their opinions are tainted with that money. It's not, like, they can't do anything about that. It's just that they're in a completely different financial situation. And what they consider a bargain, I might consider a splurge. I can't take their reviews at face value because our circumstances are completely different but I can still enjoy their content. If I want honest reviews, then ultimately I need to trust that person. And I personally consider trust to be my most valuable asset as a reviewer. We can't control how transparent other people are, but we can control whether or not they are in our feeds. That is basically the be all and end all of everything. Like you can choose who is in your feed and if you don't trust that person and that really bothers you, then just take them out. You don't need to keep following them. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. If you have, don't forget to share with a friend. If you're feeling particularly generous, why not leave us a review? It helps other people find the podcast and I personally love reading them. If you'd like to get involved, you can find our email address in the show notes or catch up with us on Instagram at callingallfriends.pod. Otherwise, I will see you guys again next week.